Welcome in. This is 300 Yards to Unknown. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there is Eric Patterson. Epat, what's going on, dude? Not too much, Rick. Looking forward to uh, RSM Classic Week. The uh, Usually a sleepy week in the calendar, but um, a decent field for us to uh, look forward to after a, a fun Masters, I would say. Yeah, you and you just enlightened me that Mayakoba is not next week. It is the following week. It is not American Thanksgiving week. Two week, a week off, we got the uh, the match three with Charles Barkley and Steph Curry and Peyton Manning to fill the void there. So, uh, perfect. yeah, not <laughs> perfect. Not overly thrilled <laughs> with that, are you? Um, I think we've jumped the shark on the match at this point. Yeah, we went over that before, but it just... Yeah. When you only have one pro and uh, one, and Charles Barkley, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'll still watch it. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll still enjoy it, but... I, I was thinking about, like, I think... I think uh, Manning and, and Steph Curry are going to crush. I think so, too. Because it's Phil, it's Phil Charles versus Manning and Steph, right? Yeah, and they're playing modified alternate shots. So Chucky's Chuck's shots are going to count more than they probably should. So Yeah, he's going to have every approach shot because they're going to have to use Phil's drive no matter where it goes. Because So imagine using Charles Barkley's every single approach. It's going to be terrible. Or they use, imagine Charles gets one right down the middle and then, and then Phil like shanks his second <laughs> shot. <It> just, <laughs> uh, oh, so good. Anyway. We got way more to talk about than the match three. Masters. Let's recap this. Um, we waited, what, 19 months between Masters. We had a couple of delays to start it, but they got back on track and Dustin Johnson did DJ things, gets the 20 under par adds a second major championship to his resume. What were your initial reactions to everything we saw last week? Initial reactions to everything. I just, it's, <laughs> such, it's, it's so peak DJ. It was just, that's what we've seen for the last like few years is this guy can just run away with tournaments and make them like no one makes, no one's better at making a, like an exciting golf tournament boring than DJ. The guy just, he can put it into a different gear than anyone else. And it just, it's over when you, you, you want it to be tight, but you just know is it's, it's not the way it's going to go. Yeah. No one has um, runaway freight train mode like DJ does where he just gets rolling and nothing's going to stop him. Like I, we haven't seen that from McElroy in years. Like I can't remember the last time Rory ran away with the tournament. That would have been like, yeah, that's like 2014 or it's, yeah. A long, long time ago at this point. And DJ does it seemingly every every event. And I think I think I said something along the lines of his last like seven PGA tour wins, he's won by an average of five shots. Oh, is that true? I didn't like know that. Over half of his tour wins, he's won by more than three shots. So it's like this guy just when he wins, it's like it's typically not the closest, uh the closest match. He rarely that, just comes up by like one or, or playoff or whatever. That eight shot victory by Rory McElroy at the U.S. Open at Congressional was 2011. That was yeah. nine years I, ago. He might have won like another made one of those other majors. Maybe Kiowa was like a runaway. I, I honestly don't remember a lot of McElroy's major wins. That was a time in my life when I was focused <laughs> on school and wasn't paying attention to what Rory was up to. So, but, so here yeah. we go. Yeah, Kiowa, uh, eight shots in August of 2012. That was the PGA Championship. He's won other events. So he won the Wells Fargo in 2015 by seven, and he won the RBC Canadian uh, oh, yeah. in 2019, 2019 by seven. Those are his biggest margins of victory. Let me see if I can find Dustin's. It just, yeah. DJ, DJ just does it. 
I feel like more frequently and in probably bigger spots and, and more and, recent, definitely. And more recently. Yeah. Okay. So, here, so five shots at the masters three at the tour championship, but I guess that's probably with the starting strokes. Yeah, I guess 11 at the Northern trust five in Mexico, six at the FedEx St. Jude eight at the century tournament of champions, five at the Genesis open. I mean, yeah, like the, le- and that's all in the last three years. Yeah. He's, and he, he's just turned that, like found that extra gear. And since like 2017, so. It's uh, it would have been weird if DJ finished his career with only one major. So it was expected. One of the more expected major victories we've had in a while. Long overdue, right? Yeah. His, you know, going on what four years? Twenty sixteen U.S. Open. Many close calls since then. I-, I know that DJ does not need validation on his career when you're when you're you know going into that week a twenty three time winner on the PGA Tour, but how many guys have won one major and how many guys have done it kind of flukingly like, right. The real fluky fashion, different tier. Yeah. It's a much different tier to get a second one. And then of course we see the side of, of DJ that uh, we've never seen before. Right. Like the guy can't, the most composed golfer on the face of the earth uh, can't get a sentence out on the green uh, post round with Amanda Balionis. He usually doesn't have a lot to say like, but those are more, from stemming from questions that are like, he's just not going to entertain the, the dumb questions. <laughs> right, but this does. one was legit. Like he just couldn't speak because he was just overcome with emotion, which was a, I get very, very rare. And I didn't realize, I guess how much, you know, everyone always talks about like, Oh, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I always dreamt of making a putt to win the masters. Like that's what it's, it's like very cliche. You do that with like hockey, scoring the winning goal to win the Stanley yeah, Cup, like hitting seven, the home run to win the World seven, Series. Bottom like, of the ninth, yeah. That's just cliche. But apparently, D- I saw like his college roommate came out and said like he did this in the hotel like all the time. We're just like this putts to win like to win the Masters. I didn't realize how much that event meant to DJ. Like you don't really see him as a person who puts like tournaments on pedestals. He just wins tournaments and just goes yeah is what it is. I just, I'm good at golf. Yeah. No one confuses Dustin Johnson with like a golf historian. Right. And like, kind of like yeah. thinking about his place in history and, and how different tournaments can, can alter history and things like that. Uh, but clearly he might just not express that because this is, uh, I, I was stunned to see him like, and Amanda Balionis like let it breathe for a long, like a lot longer than I would have let it breathe for. Right. I would have jumped in and probably helped him at some point, but like it, it worked and it was great because she, she just tried let it to, and then she brought like his family into it. And like, he just kept <laughs> it. It was like, almost like, uh, opening the faucets a bit more. It was, uh, it was good to see emotion from him. You don't, again, we don't see it, but his brother was crying as asked after you tapped in. I love how the best part is he taps in before Sungjae finishes. I know, so it of course. Just like dumbs course. down the moment. It's just I feel like Kepka might have done that recently too, but it just yeah. uh, you know he didn't he didn't give, he didn't even give himself that opportunity to like tap in for the last putt and and kind of celebrate. He had to do it in front of Sungjae, which was yeah hilarious. he didn't get to he didn't get to soak like you know soak it all in right. Let these guys finish all that stuff. Um, I love when Amanda Balionis sends it back. She goes, okay, back to you, Jim. And DJ goes, oh, thank you. Like, like I can't do this anymore. Like, we got this interview has <laughs> to be over because we're not, we're not getting anywhere uh, with this. So, okay, uh, other storylines. You, you mentioned Sung J.M. So Sung J and Cam Smith um, finished runner-up. I don't want to say that – I mean, this score could have won a lot of Masters uh, unless you run into the buzzsaw that is, that is Dustin Johnson. I think that – uh, these two guys, uh, you know, you have the President's Cup angle, Sung Jae, who is only 22 and should be considered with 
all the best young players on tour. Cam Smith, a little bit older, hasn't had as much success on the PGA tour, but like, I, I love both of these guys. I know. Yeah. And I, I think Cam Smith was my sleeper of last week, not to pump my own tires, but it was almost expected that we saw him. He was, he's done well here before. And he just has that kind of crafty game that, uh, that tends to play well at Augusta. Sungjae, I mean, I'm not going to post about it too much, but I saw his odds last week. He's like 125. I'm like, man, this guy is, he's way better than that type of golfer. And he, he showed it. And I do think there is, he's a pretty creative guy too. He showed off his short game in the, on the last round, kind of getting up and down from places you never thought he might be able to, but. Um, so, so definitely. Here's a, here's a good question. What what is Sung Jay's? What's the best part of his game? I think the best part of his game is that he has no like glaring weakness. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's it's one of these things where uh, you know I think we we think about these guys kind of awkwardly sometimes. Where like, oh, he has you know he has a flaw in his game, or you know he hit some of the he hit some some shots around the greens at Augusta national that like he can't pull off on a weekly basis, but like, I'm not sure that's true. He really doesn't have holes in his game. He is very solid in every single aspect. I just, I would say he doesn't put it all like if, if his driver's going and the short game's going, I think his irons let him down at, at the masters. And then sometimes he'll be let down by his putter. It's just like, it's not always all four aspects of the game firing at one, at one time. So maybe that's just a little bit inconsistent, but I just, he never had, he does he's not like, oh, this guy's just a notoriously poor putter. He's just, he's good at everything. And when he puts it all together, he contends. So yeah, yeah. Sungjae just re like the runners up we've had recently in past majors, like Wolf and um, I guess Morikawa winning, but like he just threw his name back in that hat for that, in that conversation, I would say. Tiger Woods. Let's talk about the big cap. I don't, I don't know what to really say anymore. Um, I think what we saw over his final three rounds were very much reminiscent of what we've seen this entire 2020 calendar year, which is going to make some birdies. He's going to make some bogeys. He's going to struggle at times. The 10 on 12 was crazy. We can talk about that. The five, the five birdies coming in after that was, was crazy. We can talk about that, but like, I don't know what, like, what is there to expect from Tiger Woods and, 2021 man they're like i don't even know yeah i don't know how you would even summarize what he just did because the highs were so high the lows were so low and like the result was kind of what we expected but at the same time he opened the he like opened my eyes at least that he can still play well at augusta so it's like it, it jumbled up my thoughts even further of what i uh kind of see for tiger moving forward at the masters i think he, he proved in a certain range of holes that he can still play well there. But at the same time, I think it needs, everything still needs to line up perfectly for him. And I think that weather delay coming back, having his round two split up into, you know, a jamming, what was it? A round and a half into full Friday, Saturday. just, or Saturday, yeah, just a lot. So it's just like, it didn't go perfectly for him and I, it needs to. I think that we really have to separate what his future is at Augusta national and what his future is on the PGA tour. Cause I, I think they're kind of different. I, and, and that was really cemented for me. I think it was on, it was either Friday or Saturday where he, I swear he, he was not playing well in his second round playing all that well. And he was still figuring out a way to get the ball in the cup. He was, he was thinking through the par fives. He was smarter than everybody else out there. I thought he gained a stroke or two just because he was putting himself in the right position. Even if the, the swing wasn't cooperating as much because it was different on Thursday, Thursday, he was, I mean, he was pin high on everything. He had the distance control. He looked good. 
he didn't look like that in his second round, but I thought he was still able to think himself around there. So I, I think when you look at Augusta National, yeah, he's going to be fine. And if everything lines up, maybe he contends. But um, I'm, I maybe I'm just more concerned about him outside of that outside of that bubble, and we just get more in 2021 of what we got in 2020. Yeah, I think like yeah, it just there's going to be his spots. I think the Masters is a spot where Tiger has a chance, and I think the Open Championship is the other spot where Tiger will have a chance, and that's pretty much it. I don't think he's going balls to the walls to try and win another Genesis or a, whatever, a Players or whatever, whatever it might be. I just those are the two tournaments he wants to win, and, and the Masters is probably above it. It just, I mean, for a 44 year old Tiger to be doing something for the first time ever, his lowest he tied his lowest opening round at the masters ever like sure the it was soft but i think a soft course probably hurts tiger at the masters more than most people because of yep. just you know you can't be the errors are just not as magnified as they might be when it's firm and fast so it just i don't know i was impressed but then i was also not surprised to see him struggle the 10 was crazy and then he just battles <laughs> back i was like where was this five birdies and six holes all week i don't know it, uh, he found it he found a weird gear that it's just a testament to like that that grinding mentality. Everyone calls him the ultimate grinder, and he kind of proved why. Only Tiger can do something he's never done before on twelve. Make a make a ten worst number worst score he's ever had anywhere, and then back it up with something else he's never done before. Birdie five of his last six coming in at Augusta National. Like it's, it's the guy's <laughs> nuts. A, he's a nut job. It's crazy. But uh, I saw someone made a there was a a prop out there is will Tiger make a ten or greater on any hole? Did I you see the odds. Was- Okay, so first of all, I think they were like 150 to one, which is absurdly which low. It should be like 15,000 to one, like well, like based on his career, it should be like what 23,000 to one or yeah, something. Right. <laughs> so so first of all, I cannot believe I thought that was fake. I thought that was photoshopped because I couldn't believe it, and then I also couldn't believe the odds were as bad as they were, and then I also couldn't believe that someone had bet it right, like two bucks on it or whatever. It was just <laughs> like. Maybe it was fake. I don't know, but I bought it. I looked. It might have been real. I don't know, but it was like it was. It, it was mind boggling all all around. Why? Yeah, one hundred and fifty one. Are you joking me? Like make a ten or greater. I'm that probably was, uh, not even that. Not like, uh, oh, man. Yeah, that's that was bad. There were so was, many. There were so many. It was a good ten though. Like the first shot. <laughs> the first shot was tough. Second shot, he landed like five feet. <laughs> the second shot is, is th- I guess, his third shot landed like five feet short of the cup and just yeah. like absolutely ripped back into the water. And mm-hmm. then the bunker was just, yeah, he's I was, I was like, oh, this is going in the drink too. And then he dropped from the same spot and kind of just punched it. But yeah, it was a, it was about as good of a ten as he could have made in my eyes. Real solid ten. Um, <laughs> did you have masters related things that you wanted to talk about? Oh, I just wanted to go, uh, just like a quick like fake award type thing yeah, but i was just gonna go what's your what was your favorite moment oh favorite moment um oh man i will say it was the mo okay so i got a lot of feels uh i guess it had to have been on maybe friday or saturday i, I don't know because the days were all screwed up because the rounds were all screwed up Mm-hmm. When Rory birdied 12, when Rory was making his charge and birdied 12 by holding out of the bunker, uh, I was like, yo, Rory's is in this thing. And it's about to get three. Yeah, I think it's about to get really real. And, and I remember being like, this is shaping up to be like a really good one because DJ hadn't like run away with it yet or whatever. And then he, he three putt boogies 13 uh, on his very next hole. And that kind of, but like, that's that moment. I rem- rem- remember being like, he perked up a bit. 
yeah like we're we're in the weekend and like it's it's happening it's all happening right now all right i was gonna go my favorite <laughs> moment was just seeing dj cry because i think that's gonna be like my lasting image and it wasn't even on the broadcast for me here in canada they actually cut away and then i saw the video but i was just like all right this is this means a lot that was kind of how it like you get so involved in the tournament for me, at least I wanted to see excitement. I wanted to see drama. I wanted to see, you know, a playoff or yeah. like the shots actually mattering on the last few holes. And then it didn't, but then to see how much it meant to DJ, you almost like kind of take a sip, step back and you're like, man, that was, that was pretty cool. The, the biggest sweat was the cut sweat. I mean, were you up early for this? Oh yeah. That was when Mike Weir was like getting primetime coverage and Faldo was like tracking his shots. It was great. I, I, was I was okay. So Bryson was actually my best like single entry lineup, but I was actually kind of rooting for him to miss the cut. So long story short, I went on the golf digest uh, pod last week and they have a segment at the end called spicy nugs, which you give your spiciest takes. So my two were uh, a, a debutante is going to win and Bryson's going to miss the cut. Wow. You're one. Sh- well, not one shot, but like, Pretty, pretty much as good as you can do without getting either of them right. Right. So, so now this is the spicy nug segment. This is like, all right, listen, like if, if there's a pathway to missing the cut for Bryson, it's bigger for Bryson than it is for probably some of these other big names, blah, blah, blah. Or like it wasn't like that big of a deal. So they take that, that one quote in the spicy nugs segment, run it on Instagram as like the take of the week. And I'm getting flamed on Were you oh my god so bad so then as i'm watching this and, Br- and bryson i don't know he makes bogey and he brings the cut line with him yeah yeah down yeah. to I even and i'm like oh my god is this is this gonna happen and, and then, then I'm, he played eight i think it was 18 was his final hole or nine maybe nine one of uh, oh, obviously one of <laughs> <laughs> definitely one of them. definitely 18 or nine but um, as he he flew his approach shot over the green i was like yes. This is getting real interesting. And then yes. the chip went down the hill. I think it was nine. Yeah. And and then, so now I'm hard sweating. So it was Weir, Spieth, Rafa Cabrera, Bayo, and then maybe someone yeah, yeah. out there. And I think we needed two guys. So Weir got his birdie to get to one under, I think. And then Spieth had like a six-footer downhill that did not come within two feet of the cup. Oh, yeah. we so And Spieth bad. had so many chances before. I think he... Missed a shorty on 16 for birdie, and then he parred 15, too. So he could have been there as well. Rafa was A1 in the middle of the fairway on nine and just, like, squared it it right. Just brutal. But Mike Weir, Weirzy was, uh, I was because we were weird tracking for a bit, he had, uh, I think, number six is a 180-yard hole. He hit, he, like, shanked at 140 into the trees, somehow made par from the pine straw on a par three. And then um, number seven, it's, like, 460 he hit it like 230 off the tee so he had a longer approach shot in put it in the front bunker still somehow made par so he was he was grinding but yeah that was a that was a fun little stretch there when it, the cut line got very interesting so i was like low-key like just miss the cut bro so like just don't don't do this thing where you make the cut and then backdoor like a top 15 which he looked like he was going to do on on saturday i i, I would consider that uh you're you were right. Bryson struggled. It was it was a fine call to see Bryson struggling. Yeah, I think. Yeah, which like uh, when it know. goes wrong for him, it goes wrong, and it went it went wrong for him so early. It felt like on number eleven or even number ten, his first hole of the day, he missed like a six footer for birdie. I was like, okay, it might be feeling <laughs> okay. a little bit. And then he then he was then he was deep into the forest. People were calling him Bigfoot on number eleven, <laughs> like poking his head through the trees. It was, 
The guy uh, is never disappoints. Um, is he going to change his strategy in April or is he just going to run it right back and try to just try to hit? I mean, because the driver was bad, right? If he hits, I it, think he hits it well. His strategy is fine. Yeah. I don't think everyone's getting on him about like, oh, and, and the fact that Bernard Longer beat him is like set us back somehow in, in like the distance debate, which is just so absurd, I think, because I, the numbers I saw at least, Bernard, he gained like over nine stroke, strokes putting. Mm. which is that's what he has astronomical yeah that's what you have to do and i could also argue that bernard longer is maybe even has the ability to contend because of the equipment like if you you rolled it back a bit or uh, made a smaller smaller driver head or whatever he would he would have no chance but yeah um bryson man oh man i was uh at one point i was like because he he played thursday and then the round two went into Saturday. At one point, I was almost missing him. Like I was like, "Man, I want to see, I want to see some more Bryson action." It's been a while. It was, it was must see television every single hole. He was going to do something crazy. Um, All right, another one for me. Yeah, what else? All right, what was your favorite shot? Ooh, um, Rom in the practice round. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was skipping I it over somewhere else. No, hold on, let me think. Oh man. I mean, speak the speak because we just got done thinking about Bryson. He almost made a two on thirteen on. I guess yeah, it was he did Sunday or whatever. That was pretty cool. Um, were there, there were no aces this year? Were there? I don't think so. No, they had they had a few funnel pins, but not this. Everyone was fired up about the no funnel pin on sixteen on Sunday. So yeah, that was the that that's one. the big ace hole. Hold on, there's got to be one I'm not thinking of here. Um, just your favorite could have been any. It could have been. I have mine. I know. Yeah, I think, what's yours? I think uh, Rom's Rom's snap hook on eight, uh, round three. <laughs> Rom's becoming the king of shanks. He is. Oh he, yeah. He did it. He had a shank on eight last year. Mm-hmm. He had a shank at Sherwood at the Zozo. He put it like behind a scoreboard. Like this guy, for as top five player in the world, to have this many bad shots on his resume is, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, well, he like, and then and then he hit the tree with his next shot. Oh yeah, that was a, that looked like anyone else in the world could have played that hole the way he did. It was, yeah, that man, was pretty to see, good. <laughs> it's just so relatable to see a snap hook like a worm burner ripping into the into the woods on the left. I just thought that was uh, that was my favorite shot of the week. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll go with Bryson almost almost holding out for Albatross. I think that was that would have uh, that would have brought the distance conversation back into the mix. Twitter would have because he hit wedge, he hit wedge into that hole. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the best shot of the week was? Oh man, that I kind of went with best shot. Um, so DJ, okay, so I was I rewatched DJ's uh, weekend rounds a couple of days ago, and like yeah, I could two, not. I think I I couldn't. Well, uh, okay, so I know which I think I know which two, which two you're talking about, but I couldn't even like decide what his best shots were because they were all like so good so lo- like he was in. so locked in. like every drive every approach every everything what are the t- what are the two that you think are the ones that stand out so saturday his second shot that no one really saw in the number two that oh. separated him from the i'm pretty sure yeah. from the replay i tried to zoom in like the did you see the video they posted out and the and the cameraman was dropping f-bombs saying like <laughs> They already, they already hit. Screw it. Yeah, yeah, because he's such a fan. So he was actually on. So it was actually that shot was very similar to the shot he hit on Friday, which is on Friday he was on the right fairway and hit it to like a couple of feet or whatever. And then on what was it Saturday? Back left pin. Yeah. And he was, I think, on the left side, and he just swoops it in there to, I don't know, tap in range. 
Yeah, that was a good one. It, it, I'm almost certain it lipped out for Albatross. But that was when it was, everyone was at nine under. There was like five, maybe, no, there was more than that. There might have been like eight guys tied for first. And then he just like, all right, see you later, guys. And he just kind of separated himself. Uh, on that same hole I'm th- while I'm thinking about it, Tiger had a flop shot on Sunday. He was like over the green, long left on two. And he had a oh, flop yeah. shot that uh, lipped out for Eagle. And I was thinking, oh man, like, are we going to get like this version of Tiger on Sunday? And he's going to just like Eagle number two, he's going to go on a run like that. That stands out for me. And then my other DJ shot was after the back-to-back bogeys uh, in the final round, he bogeyed four or five. Mm -hmm. He stepped up to the T and six. And I was just like, this is going to go either five feet or it's going to be another bogey. And he just absolutely flagged it. I was like, ah, yeah. That's when he like he left the door open a little bit and then he jammed it in there and just shut the damn just shut the door closed. Pretty yeah, quickly. when he chunks his chip on number two into the bunker, I'm like, yeah, oh no. <laughs> he, he admitted he was nervous. Like he said, he felt it all day, and uh, he doesn't show it, but maybe he feels it in his hands. But yeah, he he made it interesting for about four five holes, I guess you could say, and then it was then it was over. But yeah, yeah, then he ran away. What him. a week! What a week! What, what a week! Um, we are in the time of year, Eric, where. The NBA's got, you know, free agency and trades and woge bombs and all that stuff. And this is like the three or four times a year that I really wish we had team golf. Like, I what? wish you dropped uh, an EPAT bomb that Rory McElroy was going to be traded from team tailor made to the Mercedes Benz team. And it was, you know, lighting Twitter on fire. Like, that's, that's what I want to be happening right now. A little off season with some drama. Uh, yeah, Brooks Kapko, Kapko wants out of his uh, his deal with Team Nike, and he's he, yeah. he just got offered fifty mil, but still wants to get traded. Yeah, yeah, and, be, and, uh, and he's trying to fun. and he's trying to direct what team he wants to go to. It'd be awesome. We don't get any of this. We don't it, get would, it would be for different for sure. It would be. We like, get little stupid Twitter spats and beefs and. People reacting. That's the only the only drama we get is like uh what it what's the term I'm looking for? A little uh frig. Frig. Drawn a blank. Passive what? aggressiveness. Yeah, oh, there yeah. it is. Uh, it took me a while to get the brain going. Yeah, no, that just that's what golf is. We're not for, I don't think we'll ever have it. The PGL was the only opportunity and it got absolutely died. It's dead, I think. I love it though. Okay. So imagine like, okay, so maybe we just need, so they can continue to play like they do, but yeah, like team tailor made team, whatever you, you would think there'd be a sponsor who'd come in and be like, yeah, we'll give, you know, just in the same way that there's Wyndham, Wyndham rewards or whatever, like here's the team aspect of it. And we just count your FedEx cup points or we count your whatever for the four or five guys that are on each team. I would literally die for this. I just don't, I just don't know if golf's that spot where like these guys want to be on a team. That's probably why they're good at golf. But it's like NASCAR. They're not really on a team, right? I mean, they're, they're on teams. They're, they are people pay attention to NASCAR teams. I don't know know if they do. Yeah. I don't think formula one. Yeah. That's weird though. Cause then you got like, I don't know enough about formula one, but it's like, they're just jockeying for position with their teammate. And they're like, all right, now you got to let him pass so that he can go on and win the champion. Like it's just, it's odd. It's, it's weird. I, I get it, but I mean, like they are, they are in theory on teams, right? Like there, 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 there is a tailor-made quote unquote team, right? Like there sure, is yeah. a PXG team. 
let's definitely let's, on the lower lower end of the <laughs> spectrum of teams. There. You know, team team Bridgestone, Bryson, Tiger, Cooch, Nedeker. Oh, <laughs> is he baby. still with, is he still um like come on like keep, let's keep the standings like i don't know i just i just wish there was we miss out but in the same way and i understand this because there is no union and because of all that stuff it's why we got golf back uh and we and we get and we get golf continuing to go on as guys test positive for COVID 19 like I, I get all the perks of the individuality of this sport but i selfishly also want the team aspect maybe one day down the road i just i don't see it happening or how it i don't know the pga tour would have to get completely wiped out for that to happen because of the i just it seems very far-fetched at this point oh boy hate to break Uh, it to you i know it's sad (laughs) um all right what else we can do rsm quick but is there because this is going to drop thursday well i might be able to get out wednesday night so um Anything else before we do RSM picks? Man, I'm trying to think of what just happened. I, it's it's weird how the usually the Masters kicks off a season like that's like the opening gates, and then you've had the Florida swing, and then you can look forward to the next three majors. And now it's just so final, and so it's so weird to be. I I never want to see it back in November. Is all I'm really trying to say because it it uh, it's such as a final final ending to the 2020 calendar like these last two tournaments are just they are what they are there's nothing to them um right so a lot of people so there's like three different starting points for people depending on how much interest how interested you are in the world of golf you either the season either starts in october when the season actually starts yeah or or people think it starts at the tournament of champions because that's like okay january tournament champions kick off the season or the uh, some people I uh, think it starts like with the first major, which is the master. So it's like one of the starting points. Now it's like the, I'd argue, I'd argue the more Northern you live, the more like Augusta probably kicks it off because back up here in Canada, it's like Augusta, the courses are just starting to open. Like that's when golf season starts and the stuff before it's just not, not quite mm. the same, but obviously that my opinion on that's changed. It starts at the, uh, what was it this year? I don't even remember what the first event was. Safeway. Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> We've already had two majors this season. It's crazy. It, we, we got yeah, four more. We're we're only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. We're like ten events in, something like that, and already have two majors under our belts. Uh, are do, okay? Do you know anything about how ratings work? Right, I don't. Because, I I only understand like average viewership. But does that count people who stream or not? Probably not. Does that count people who watch on Masters.com? Because this was the no, least it's just watched CBS. Masters like ever, right? Something like that. That's understandable, though. I think I wrote this art, like I wrote the news story up yesterday. It makes a lot of sense when they were diving into the actual numbers. Like World Series had the lowest all time. NBA Finals had the lowest all time. The U.S. Open set a record for like the least watched U.S. Open. It's just like going up against football. It's impossible. Okay, so is it football or is it just like people aren't watching? I think everyone's kind of out of sorts in terms of their schedule. What's Mm -hmm. on? What's not? What season's ending? When it just it's not natural. Like. And I think football obviously has a, a massive part to do with it. But yeah. for me, I like I didn't watch the NBA Finals or even the Stanley Cup because it was in like August. I was like, I, this isn't when this is when it's supposed to be ending. I don't know. Yeah. I just the season was so all sports seasons were just completely jumbled up. It just it never really felt like the natural flow of a, of a season was never there. Hmm. I don't know. 
but yeah, the, the, the ratings were, what is it? The lowest rating since 1957 and lowest viewership on record, which I think they started viewership records in 1995. So, yeah. but even tigers last year was, wasn't as much as I think Patrick reads from the year before. Oh God. How's because that of awesome? the, even though broadcast window changes how many people watch oh, because sure. of the mornings, they're both in the morning for the last two years. So it's hard to get a gauge of like the, the highest rated masters in the last three years was Patrick Reed winning. It makes no sense, but it just, that's when people are Sunday afternoon, they're watching and they're not watching Sunday morning. So really ratings don't like who cares, right? Like what, 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 what I, think, do I don't think it for? matters. Do are we, the, the networks only use this to see how much they're going to pay for the rights. Right. And I just don't think, yeah. And I, I don't think these last two years, the data is even that like, doesn't matter. It's kind of like throw away. They're such anomaly years. Selfishly, I wish the ratings were, well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, I wish they were bad because the more that networks pay for rights, the more commercials you get, the more playing through you get. The, like, what did you, know you mean? think of, I guess we're on the com- topic of conversation. What did you think of like the Masters, my, my group and all that jazz? It's phenomenal. I, I mean, the, the Masters, it's phenomenal. That app might be the best sports app that there is. Uh, it, you, the, the ability to watch every shot within, I don't know, a couple minutes of it happening, the ability to pick what feeds you want, then also be able to watch multiple feeds at once. Uh, I learned about a new iOS. I didn't know this iOS feature existed until the masters. When you pull your screen down and it sticks in the top right corner. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can do that for Netflix or other apps, but I did not know that until, until this past week. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal stuff. I, 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 you know, the argument, the argument I always hear is why can't they do this every single week? Well, yes, that would be awesome. I think we're probably headed that way, right? They try to do this at the players championship and show you every shot, but Remember, Augusta National has one time a year they have to do this at one course that they control everything. And also they have all the money in the world and don't care about if they were losing money, right? Like the fact, like, let's talk about CBS. CBS pays a ton for the broadcast rights. They have to make money on it, right? Like that's why they show so many commercials. It's why, you know, doing something like this would be incredibly expensive every single week of the year. Like I wish that wasn't the answer, but it is. Yeah, the Masters app. I don't. I don't know how they did all that like commercial free too. There's no like pop up ads or anything. Only thing was like IBM in the bottom right corner and like props to them. I'll, I'll promote IBM all they want. That it's because they don't. Job. They don't want your money. They don't. I, I mean, know, it's, this, it's why it's why a pimento sandwich is a dollar fifty. It's why a beer is four dollars or whatever. My right? only my only complaint was in my group. We I here in Canada we we don't have like the feeds that you have. We have that through like our actual television provider, but. Okay. Um, the, the, my group, the shots were coming in, in out of order. Like they were showing Cam uh, Smith hit a tee shot and then they'd go back to his, his shot on number five when he was tapping in. I'm like, uh, that was the only, only qualm. If like, if I'm going to watch like rapid fire shots, they better be in order. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I did notice that once or twice. Yeah. They might have to get their timestamps figured out or whatever. It's for... not the end of the world, but I just, I can't wait for the, they'll, Hopefully they have enough time in between now and April to make minor improvements and come back with something even better because that was uh, like Thursday, Friday was so good. Like I was watching guys all over the course because they, you never see shots of. Uh, are, I, I don't know if they're still like, are, are those going to last forever? Like, like obviously this leaderboard is going to go away and, and stuff like that on masters.com. Like are, are they going to archive all these or should I just go and try to snap up all the videos now? <laughs> 
what do you what do you need all the videos for all know. the tapping bogeys i don't no, know yeah. but i might want them for something oh no, there's uh maybe some historical value in them but i think i think the leaderboard stays up there for quite a while right, you so can go to masters.com a few weeks ago and you can see tiger's name at the top i'm pretty sure oh okay. but now it's yeah it was uh can't believe our next major is the masters though it's gonna be it's gonna be so weird RSM, we can roll through these pretty quickly. Two courses this week, Seaside Plantation. Uh, if you are getting your first round leader stuff in, if you are playing Showdown, you probably want to know what courses uh, your guys are playing because Plantation historically has played like a half shot easier and it's a par 72, both of them about 7,000 yards, I think. I was surprised there was a couple books maybe splitting the first round leaders and another book where it wasn't. So you got to... Do your little due diligence and see what see what course they're playing first round. But yeah, good field. I'm I'm impressed with the field. We got some we got some names. A lot of euros. A lot of Englishmen sticking around. They must have a little party a party boat cruising around over there. Just like Rose, Fleetwood, Hatton, Fitzpatrick. It's not a bad little turnout. Yeah, basically, I think it's the best field we've ever had um, at this event, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, sleeper. So last week, let's recap. Your sleeper last week, Cam Smith. Ooh, mama. Good job. DJ was your top 10 lock. Most certainly locked that Definitely into the top locked 10. Definitely locked that in. And your pick to win, Brooks Kepka. So all in all, very good week. Not bad. And I definitely would have wanted JT as my pick to win, but I think you went first. So I did. Uh, so I had Coke Rack as my sleeper. Womp, womp, womp. Missed the Coke Rack was in my only, like, my best lineup with, like, Cam Smith, JT. Didn't have DJ, but, like, I was tracking Coke Rack. That was a tough watch. Yeah, because he, he gave it all away on well, in his second round. He was round, three right? under with, like, four holes in round one, and then just he finished <laughs> one under. <laughs> I don't need to relive Coke Rack's week. Uh, my top ten lock was Rory, so that is also correct. And The backdoor top ten lock guy never sniffed it and then <laughs> he is unbelievable he is frust- like he's both amazing and frustrating right because I, he played himself same, out of it on thursday and was phenomenal the rest of the week same i story. mean he probably would have made the same run at like royal port rush if he had not really like completely blown it in round one but it's it if, he does it too frequently it's it's crazy if there was another round he might have uh he might question have before he, okay go finish i'll ask yeah <laughs> and then my pick to win was jt who finished Solo fourth, I think. So we did pretty good. Kokrak missed the cut. That was the only bad one for us. Pretty good. Pretty good little selection there. Um, it's a question that I've heard on other pods, but who do you think gets the career Grand Slam first? DJ or Rory? Probably. Still has to be Rory, right? I guess. I think it has to be. DJ, or, DJ or Spieth? DJ. <laughs> speed needs the pga speed needs the pga rory needs the masters and uh dj needs the pga and the open championship uh that's a tough task the the open championship and then the pga championship that's tough rory just needs one at a place he's had so much great so many close calls at this is the one man this is like this is i don't know no fans, different of different month, just like a different vibe. And he's gonna go back next year with fans, more pressure, like a natural buildup. It's just gonna be. You think there's I gonna be know. fans in April? I think they'll have a limited number. Yeah. You got vaccines coming, buddy. We got look at these ninety-five percent effective 
vaccines everywhere. Have you seen the numbers in, in the United States? I know you're living in a different country. Have you seen the numbers? I don't know. I truthfully don't pay too much attention to the numbers anymore. Now that the wedding's passed, I'm just, everything's, everything's in cruise control. Uh, I don't care about numbers anymore. The numbers, the COVID cases, uh, look like DJ's uh, like results. It's just everything up and to the right, right. You know, you look <laughs> at the chart up and to the right, all, all hey, we had, what... we had three WDs from the RSM. Yeah. That's like Hickok. the most since. Yeah. Yeah. Norland. Billy Haas. Bill Haas and then Sam Burns withdrew, but did not. That was not a positive COVID test, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know what that was for, but I think three in a week is probably the most since uh, like that Travelers Week when there was everyone was kind of getting hit. But yeah, I guess they might have to might have to re remember they expanded the bubble at one point. Well, the season they're going to get through this week. Get get to Mexico, do it one more time, and then shut her down until my or uh, tournament of champions. That's true. Uh, All right, sleeper, Epat. Who do you like this week? I think my whole list is going to be sleepers. This week is just juicy with guys. Um, James Hahn. Okay. Having a good season. Three top tens in the last four starts. Out early tomorrow morning if you want a first first round leader look. Also, don't freak out if your guy's in like 45th because he shot three under at the seaside course on Thursday. Yeah, there's there's 61s out there at the plantation. Yeah, let it it breathe. Check your lineups. after two days i think you made this point for showdown is uh get the data from seaside day one and then attack plantation for round two i think that's the way to do it yeah um i'm gonna go with i feel like i use this guy every week as a sleeper i've only used him once mm, no i won't do that i'm gonna pick a new name peter malnati oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> missed the cut missed the cut in I think Safeway, which was his first event of the season, has a couple of top tens since. I'm on Peter Malnati. Let's do it. 125 to one. He's going to be my sleeper. Top ten locks. So this is just a yes or a no. There's such an obvious one here. I mean Webb, right? Webb. It has to be Webb. But I'm going to go with the uh, who else at the top. I'll go Harris English. I don't think he's ever had a top ten at the RSM, but he's just playing so well. Yeah, he's been really good. I'll take um, – okay, so hold on. i got to think about this because I had JT last week. You had Brooks. So I'm going to get to go first in the one and done. I'm going to take uh, Henley for my oh, top no. ten, which means I'm going to take Webb for my one and done. I'll take Henley for <laughs> smart <laughs> one and done. This seems – this. It's Yeah. It's not going to be this. It all, easy, it all feels too easy. Everything this week feels a little too easy. There's like a crop of guys that everyone likes. Henley being one of them. Harris English, Webb. Then there's like the long shot guys, like the Cooks, the Hughes, Redmond, Poston. Poston. It's just the same kind of. Yeah, Matthew Fitzpatrick is just going to win and blow the whole thing up. Yeah, or Sungjae goes two, two first. I hope so. Runner up first. I hope so. Um. God, I love Sung Jay so much. 22 to 1. Um, what else? What's going on with the score? I saw I was I, as we were talking, I was clicking through your articles. That's how I found the uh the ratings thing. What else you got going on over there? Uh it's an NBA draft night. If you're into the NBA, we got a contest running. That's tonight. I think it's tonight. See, see, no one knows what that what's happening in the world of sports. Did they this do the lottery I mean. already? I've I don't know the order. I don't know the order. I don't know. 
NBA. Draft. I don't pay enough attention to the NBA. I know the Raptors aren't picking high. November 18th. Get out of town. I see LaMelo Ball is all over my Twitter feed, so there's got to be a draft happening. Well, uh, speaking of that, as of two hours ago, Anthony Edwards, now the betting favorite to be the number one pick in the NBA draft over LaMelo Ball. You're a Sixers guy. Are they going to get Harden? No, they got – he's going to Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, he's going to go to the Nets. But that would be that would be kind of crazy. LaMelo Ball – who is – I don't even know who Anthony Edwards is. Because there's no college basketball season. It's like these all these guys that usually would make noise. Unless you're a diehard college, you usually find them out in like March Madness, but we don't really know them anymore. Is this the last ball, brother? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be, right? He might. I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I'm a basketball scout, but I've, I don't think uh, – who was the first one? Lonzo. I don't think he was ever in conversation for like first overall pick. I always just remember being. I always remember them being like, "Oh, the youngest one's actually the best one." Like for this like is the, the last, youngest like, one. He years. was in like Australia playing and played pro in Australia. And now he's okay. There's a few. I don't know. Timberwolves number one pick. Golden State Warriors two. Hornets three. Bulls five. Cap or Bulls four. Caps five. That's the order. Sixers this seems pretty standard. Other than Golden State, that's a usual collection of first top five pick selectors. Sixers are number 21, but that's from Oklahoma City. Let's see, Toronto 29. We're going to be waiting a while for our guys. I'd rather it that way. I know you got a nice little playoff run. That's true. Uh, EPAC, much appreciated, dude. Thanks Turned for Turned into a know. little basketball podcast <laughs> at the end. Thanks for letting me know when the NBA draft was. <laughs> no idea that was going on tonight. Uh, okay. I love it. Uh, Eric Patterson, who you can find at The Score and also on Twitter at EPAC Golf. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been 300 Yards to Unknown, and we'll catch you next time.